Welcome on back to the AOT Chronicles. I'm your host, Ronnie. My name's Chad. And we are here today to cover Attack on Titan Season 2, Episode 4. Also, Episode 29, if you're doing it that way. The title of the episode is called... Soldier. Soldier. Let's get into the episode. We picking up where we left off. Nighttime. Two Titans get into a bit of a skirmish with each other as one rips off the other's ear. Owie. Okay, what was going on there? Hey, do you agree? Owie. Owie. It was definitely Owie. And I want to know what was going on there. I mean, they're all these Titans doing stuff they don't normally do. Fighting each other. They usually don't care about each other. And then moving in the nighttime. Yeah. Just weird vibes this evening. Weird vibes. It must be a full moon tonight. It must be. We get the clip from last episode where, um, I th- like I said, this I think her name's Nanaba. She draws her blades alongside the other squad leaders as she tells the rookies to stand aside. And then we flashback two hours hey, earlier. Whenever you, whenever they say stand aside to another person, you know that they definitely will not die in the future. Yeah. Okay. You just know they got this handled. Don't worry about them. They got it under control. So flashback to two hours earlier. We got a fire going in the remains of Utgard Castle. They noticed that someone had been at the castle recently, which they all think is kind of strange. And let me just say, so do I. Yeah, um, I I didn't think too much of this the first time I saw it, but after rewatching it for the at least fifteenth time, it started to get a little eerie. Yeah, this episode. Was, yeah, yeah. There's a lot more things I caught than the first time. Some I'll spooky things going on. Uh, one scout suggests that it was probably just bandits, though. So they've got that. We haven't okay, heard of these bandits, bandits before. It's just bandits. Gelgar Elvis joins them with a bottle of booze, though he cannot read the writing on the label. If only Pixis was here. He could tell him exactly what it was, and then he could tell him if someone who drank this would be a good leader or not. So how weird is this, though, that he... How easily dismissed this is. He can't read it. It's like something foreign to him, but he's just like, oh, it's whatever. And then they just move right along. It's like, yeah, you know, we got all those different languages going on. No yeah, big deal. Like... <laughs> so old boozy McSnooze Pants tells the recruits to get some sleep as the top soldiers keep watch. Now, one of the girls had called him out for his drinking because they thought, I mean, he was obviously going to drink it right then. and He gets mighty defensive. I think we got an alcoholic on our hands. What? Yeah, I think this guy's got a problem. Uh, Krista looks lovely in the firelight, as she always does, and begins to wonder where the Titans are coming from. If no breach was found in Wall Rose. She's thinking. As everyone knows, I'm on Bertotto watch, also known as Bert. And Bert-o-to. as I'm watching this scene, everyone is sitting on the ground in a circle around the fire, and then Bert is sitting in a chair outside the circle looking like a scared puppy. I will, there was one other girl sitting in a chair, but who cares about her? It was just, they all had this nice thing going on, and then Bert's like, Five feet away in this chair, just looking scared. Well, dude, it's dark time, and there's Titans. Uh, Krista goes on, and she's just talking about you know how she really wants the wall to not be breached. Hmm. That's um, you know, love her. How cute are her eyes when she says that? They're gorgeous. Stop looking at her eyes. 
Mr. Blue. Ymir asks Connie about his village, and he tells her that no one was found and it was destroyed. But he believes that they survived, because, you know, you gotta love the positive mental attitude, buddy. All the horses were there, but they survived. He then brings the Titan he found on, or he brings up the Titan he found on top of his home, believing that it strongly resembled his mother. But I'm sure, you know, nothing to look into there. Let's just leave it at that. (laughs) It definitely didn't say welcome home. This pisses Reiner off, who begins to act as if they have already been over this, when Ymir acts very calm by screaming out loud and pointing out the absurdity of his mother being a titan because he is so short. Yeah, that was that was kind of an epic roast, I won't lie. I mean, it's just... I don't like all the short jokes going on in this show. Touches well, a, uh, a soft uh, I mean, spot I can for kinda, me. Yeah, I kind of see why you don't like the short jokes. I just want to know where the science is to back up whatever kind of crazy claims she keeps going on about here. I mean, she goes on to say... Come on, Connie, I knew you were pretty stupid, but this is taking it to a whole nother level. As we pan around the room and see that everyone here is just as shocked as me at how big of a dick Ymir is being right now. Well, I mean, it's just one short joke. It's not like she... Oh, it's just one short joke. Let's go on. She's not reading the vibe of the room, right? Because she goes on to tell a joke that his father must have been a titan as well in order for his parents to do it. To which I would say, no, Ymir, I think that's very unlikely due to Titans not having penises. Yeah, because it's a joke. I think that's an epic joke, dude. I would have been laughing my ass off if I was there. I'm as pissed as Connie is. But I'm also 6'7", so I wouldn't... The short joke doesn't really get to me. 5-1. A little later, Reiner visits Ymir as she searches through a chest somewhere within the castle. And she's still... She's just being such a dick. She says that she didn't think Reiner seemed like the sort of man interested in women. Okay, that one was pretty good, though. That was All the fun. poor guy did was walk in <laughs> while she was looking for food. What? He didn't walk in there naked and say, hey, take your clothes off. Well, I mean, it's a little creepy. She's by herself. He comes walking in. Everybody else is asleep. You know, I mean, what else is he doing? What, does do? she own this castle? <laughs> is her name Ymir Utgard? I don't, I mean... It we don't might, know her listen, last name. It might be, but I'm just saying she needs to chill out. And it doesn't even matter because this is what I like to call the old yo-yo slam because what goes around comes around and Ryan replies that Ymir does not seem like a woman who is interested in men. Boom. Ra-ta-ta-ta-ta. Ymir, stay away from my beloved Krista. Everyone notices you're not sneaky. Well... I mean, she, I wouldn't call her yours, but yeah, don't just stay away from Kristen. She tells him that she is searching for food when Reiner tells Ymir to continue joking about uh, Connie's worries in order to take his focus away from his missing family. Uh, respect. This is when I respect Chris. Uh, sorry, not Krista. This is where I respect Ymir because when Reiner says that, I kind of realize what she did, but I did not realize that at first. Yeah, I mean, she, I mean, just from what you're seeing on screen, to me, she doesn't even seem to be listening too closely. As she finds a can of food among the supplies and reads the label aloud and then tosses it to Reiner. And, you know, he's not even really thinking about it. He just kind of nonchalantly reads it, and then he pauses after realizing that Ymir can read the writing on the can. You know, he looks to her in shock, and she looks as if she just got caught shitting in her bed. 
<laughs> She's yeah. like, oh, snap. Reiner turns to her and says, Ymir, you're... And then we cut away. Let's go to the recruits who are being woken up and told to get to the top of the tower. So we're back on top of the castle. This is where we initially started things. You know, we've caught up to the two-hour flashback. The scouts spot a horde of titans moving in the moonlight. Four officers leap into the titans with blades drawn, and Gelgar cuts the fingers from one of your favorites, Chad. Okay, I was about to say this. This is not only one of my favorites, this is my favorite. This is your favorite, huh? And you know what I call him? I call him Mr. Shy Guy. Yeah, I like that name, because I never have a good name for this one, but I like Mr. Shy Guy. I like Mr. Shy Guy, because... He's he is a shy guy, but I, what I respect. But he's also about, a Mister. He's also a Mister. <laughs> what I love about this guy is he's so shy, but he puts his life on the line right here. Okay, he goes to the front of the pack. He's leading the cavalry. He's leading it, and he, even though he's still hugging himself in the moment that he yeah. dies, he is up in front. He's a, he's an introvert. He doesn't like hanging around other people, but he cares about other yes. people, and he's willing to put his life on the line. And he care, and he's showing in the end. He still cares about himself. He's hugging himself right. while he dies. I love this guy, dude. I mean, you know, everyone. We're, we live in a time where everyone's so caught up with, you know, who loves me? Does anybody love me? I think self love is the most important love. <laughs> what do you think about that? I think that was beautiful and i would cry if we weren't on this podcast and that's why i like this titan so much he understands you know self-love is all you need i don't even care for whatever we see the rest of the series i don't care if season four season five if they make that this titan will forever be number one in my heart you know i just want to take this time listen people you don't have to have um you don't have to get married and have kids at 21 you know Okay, well, where where are we going with this? I just I feel like that's the times right now. You know, everyone's. We were talking about Mr. Shy Guy. What, what the hell well, are you we know, talking about? I'm now? just you know I'm using this platform to uh, to talk to our fellow listeners. We don't always we're have not, to be so serious, dude. We're in our 30s. What do you mean? You know, I just see all these young kids tying the knot and spitting them out. Just chill out for a little bit. <laughs> self love. Practice self. Hey, hey, hey. You gotta love yourself before you can love anybody. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let me nail it. Let me nail Go it. You gotta love yourself before you can love anyone else. Well, I guess Mr. Shy Guy teaches us all a lesson here. I'm just saying, some people see a Titan. I see, <laughs> I see so many other issues. Okay. Anyways, uh... Back on track here. Nanaba lands the killing blow on old Mr. Shy Guy as she gets on to Gelgar for using a move that was completely unnecessary because in the end, all he did was damage his blades. You know, Gelgar says, Listen, baby, that's just the way I roll and then demands for the kill to be counted as an assist. Are you giving it to him, Chad? Uh, yeah, I gotta give it to him. The only reason I say that is because Mr. Shy Guy, if you take this guy out... You got to get points because this guy is the best. I don't know if I'm giving him the assist. I don't wow, know. you're not? I mean, what did he really do? He took out its hand. He distracted it. While he didn't she... even take out its hand. He took out his fingers. Took out his fingers and distracted it while she slayed it. Distraction. Okay, I'll give points for distraction. I'll allow an assist. You talked me into it. 
But it's kind of disrespectful that he did that to Mr. Shy Guy, but keep going. So after she killed the Titan, this thing toppled over and fell on a few smaller Titans, and that's when you really get the picture of how fucking huge Mr. Shy Guy really is. Yeah, he's one of the biggest Titans that we've seen. Good he really God. is, yeah. Like, either he's the... He's, like, I'm pretty sure he's about 17 meters, by my measurements. Yeah. Maybe he, 15. I mean, he's either ginormous, or these are little baby Titans down at the bottom of him. He, he looks like, to me, that he's taller than Aaron's Titan. Okay. So, anyway, down there, there's another officer. It's weird how we didn't know these officers for a few episodes. I never feel like they really say their names. I had to do some research and stuff. Her name's Lynn. She uh, she kills a smaller titan attempting to crawl out from beneath Mr. Shy Guy. And she notices the door has already been broken down. So, you know, she's worried. She zips up to the top of the castle, warns the others of the breach, telling them to head down and barricade a door to hold off the titan. Well, they, they, can't they just use their gear to kill the titans? Well, you know, you might think sometime in the last 18 hours they would have had time to strap up. But no. We, um... It takes five minutes to get into. We didn't. We couldn't spare five minutes. Okay. We cool. left it. They just left it. They didn't even think to bring it. <laughs> like we'll probably never get a chance to put this on anyway. Let's just go on an eighteen-hour horseback trip and just leave this stuff behind. <laughs> um, she tells them if they can't pull this off to head back up to the top, but at that point they might be on their own as she looks out to see more and more titans swarming the castle. It's basically double the amount of the original. Yeah, they just keep coming out of the woods, basically. So Reiner takes the lead as they head down the tower, much to the displeasure of old Bert and Connie. You know, they're like, why does he always have to be, you know, the hero or whatever? Because Because he's the big bro. Like you said last episode, he's just like a big brother figure. I mean, let me just say, when I say he took the lead, I mean it. Because even though it looks like every single one of them is all running down these stairs quickly, Reiner somehow managed to beat the rest of them down to a door by like a minute and a half. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he was booked. Everyone was running it, but he was booking it. And uh, he opens a blocked door, which seems like the exact opposite thing that they were trying to do. He's like, wow, this thing's already blocked. Let me open it up and... (laughs) So we can block it again. And through the door, he sees one has already made it up to the stairs and is looking real hungry, real scary. Is this like the skinniest Titan we've seen, you think? Yeah, it it reminds me of the Titan that was with Sasha when she found the little girl. Yeah, It's like that Titan size, except skinnier. Yeah, this was really like unsettling when he opens up that door because it's just, boom, right there in your face. It's a creepy-looking Titan. I, I dug it. So he frantically blocks off the door again while the Titan begins to bang on it. As Reiner calls out for help, he begins to wonder how the hell he got so far ahead of everyone. <laughs> Dude, he <laughs> he does. <laughs> this is the most flustered I've ever seen Reiner to. He's, he hasn't, I mean, he's shown some emotions and stuff, he is like losing his shit right it's here. Because he's trying, it. It's because he's trying to figure out where he entered a portal to <laughs> get seven floors below everyone else because it's taking them so long to get down these stairs. The Titan's arm busts through. People still aren't down here with him. And as he begins to wonder if this is how he dies, you know, it, it takes him back to a time five years ago when he was face to face with a Titan. And five years, it doesn't say five years ago, I'm just assuming. Yeah, about, of, yeah, probably about five. 
um, when he was face to face with the Titan and a friend pushed him aside to sacrifice himself for Reiner. What did you think? What did you make this scene? That was like kind of out of nowhere. He was like, I don't know. It, it was in, it was really interesting. It made me really think like, oh, okay, this is kind of where Reiner's motivation is to help others, I guess. Yeah, um, it's because all we really know about him is he's talked to Aaron and Armin before about him and Bert's hometown. Yeah, we and, know that they came. They were together. They came yeah. together, um, and they want to go back to their hometown. That's pretty much all we know. It's just a weird setup, just because it's like they found one lone titan in the wild and it looks relatively open and yeah. it's just kind of a weird weird uh setup but anyway the you know when the titans eating this person reiner and bert just stand there watching <laughs> which at that point there's nothing yeah. they could really do but they they look super young too here they, they probably look about aaron's close to aaron's age from the the very beginning of the show okay so Reiner snaps back into reality, and um, oops, there goes gravity. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Fire. Flames. Uh, and he moved away at the last second while uh, old Bert comes in to save the day with a pitchfork. So that's where he's been. He was Bert around, stepped up. Dude. He was roaming around five floors looking for a pitchfork, and boy, did he find How one. about that? Were you shocked to see Bert stab him with a pitchfork? It's... Uh, I mean, well, here's the thing. We know Bert is three in the class. He's yeah. just he's just a very odd guy. That's what Keith, remember Commander Keith in the beginning, he's like, Bert, he's like, he's got so much potential. He just doesn't really, like, want that's, to bring it out. That's true, yeah. Um, and so they keep the Titan held back while Reiner reminds Bertolt that, you know, that they will soon return to their hometowns. They're still just keeping up. They got the same motto. Their, their goal hasn't changed. Love this part coming up here. At the top of the stairs, the other recruits arrive with a cannon, and they Let's sh- go. shove it. Hey, go. hold up, buddy. They got to shove this cannon down the stairs because the cannons are so bogus at this point, they literally work better as a melee weapon. <laughs> no, dude. This isn't a fixed cannon. This is a regular cannon. That's why. Oh, we'll get to this cannon a little bit later. Because I think you're going to have to eat your words there, buckaroo. Just ridiculous. I don't even care if they're like, oh, there's no gunpowder and there's no cannonball. This is a C, not an FC. We're literally using cannons as boulders now. It's not an FC, it's a C. Reiner and Bert jump aside as the cannon goes to crash into the Titan. And Reiner decides that it's not getting up from that as Connie wields their only remaining weapon... Which is essentially a butter knife. <laughs> I mean, what a sad little dagger. Uh, and why does Reiner just... He just assumes, he's like, oh yeah, that got that Titan. We didn't even hit anywhere near its neck, but it's not going anywhere. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's a good question. Krista says maybe they should head back upstairs in case there are any more. And right around that time, one more strolls through the door... Connie, he's real aware of his surroundings as his back's turned to it, and he doesn't hear a single thing as this titan lunges for him. All right, you want to talk about your cannons here? Because we're at a calling card. Utgard Castle. It's unknown when the ancient castle was built, but oh wow, tale as old as time. Hefty cannons contained within its walls 
possess substantial defensive power. Oh, really? Then why is the castle in ruins? Well, I hey, think you're hey, missing hey, the point hey, here. Hey, why is the castle well, in I ruins? I can answer that pretty easily if you want me to. All right, let me hear it, but don't okay. say something about how old it is because castles are meant to last and this thing is falling apart. Okay, well, I'm trying to get to my point here, but you won't let me. That's an HC, okay? That's what we call it back in my hometown. A hefty cannon, okay? Okay, when we... Flash forward a few hundred years. This is an old castle. Flash forward a few hundred years. We now have FCs. A few hundred years? All they know about their time is a hundred years. Yeah, but you said this cannon could have been here forever. You don't know. Well, they don't know. It's unknown. Okay, well, flash forward however many years from when this castle was made. could have been built five years ago. We don't know. So quit acting like it's 200 years when I'm saying it's five years. Well, this is back when they had HCs, okay? We now have FCs. They're called fixed cannons. How about a couple of FUs? <laughs> uh, we've got a couple OKs, okay? We're going to move <laughs> on to this podcast. Oh, uh, They say, the Colin Guard goes on to say, who knows what enemy they were placed here for. I could take a guess, I feel like. But I'm not going to. This is where things really just go off the rails here. Reiner managed... I can't say that word in context. Reiner. Reiner manages to push him out of the way in time, him being Connie, if you can't remember, you know, after that lengthy calling card segment. He pushes him out of the way, but at the cost of the Titan sinking a bite down into Reiner's arm and not letting go. Oh, that was uh, rough to watch. How about another owie? Uh, yeah. Oof. That's a oof. It's at this point where absolutely no one tries to help. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> they all just kind of look at him like, oh... I think Bert even sits, sits oh. back down on the chair that he was Ooh. in earlier. Reiner, does that hurt? Ooh, that looks pretty bad. Out. <laughs> and poor Reiner, realizing he's on his own, he takes the Titan and hoists it over his head. He looks really macho. And he's making his way for the window... Okay, if he if he made any point for Krista, now is the time. Well, she's taken. But anyway, when uh, someone says, wait, are you going to jump out of the window? And then he says, yes. And three of the four of them must be okay with it because they say nothing. <laughs> They're just like, wow, let's see where this is going to go. <laughs> Connie, on the, on the other hand, comes to his side and says he's going to cut the jaw of the Titan in order for Reiner to break free. Well, in the process of doing this, I swear to God, it really looks like he stabs this Titan in the exact spot that is going to also impale Reiner. Yes. I mean, do you, do you agree? I, I definitely agree. It's like he's like, all right, I'm going to get this Titan off you, but your arm is fucked. <laughs> there is no way that this knife does not go directly through Reiner's forearm. Yeah. Okay, if you don't think all this was crazy enough, hold on a second, because it gets crazier. This jaw-stabbing thing actually works, and Reiner breaks free, leaving the Titan just sitting in the window seal. Where all five of them just stare at it for a good ten seconds before Ymir finally walks up and kicks this thing out of the window. It was like they were going to wait and see if it was friendly now that it yeah. Got its jaw unhinged. And this is definitely not a Mr. Friendly Nice Guy, like as we knew in season one. 
They come down and begin to barricade the door properly as Krista uses Gelgar's alcohol to treat Reiner's injury. I hate this scene right here. Uh, with no bandages to cover okay. the wound. Chris, what? You know what I'm saying? I, uh, this is a, uh, I hate it. I hate it, okay? You, okay. Is that all right with you? I, I was wondering. You know, some scenes I like, some scenes I hate. This happens to be one that I hate. Okay. With no bandages to cover the wound, Krista tears off a part of her skirt to treat the bite simultaneously taking Reiner and I's breath away while also making a new super cute look. <laughs> Did you think this look was super cute? Yeah, but I mean, is this the scene that you hate? Or? I mean, yeah, I'm in mean, the scene that I hate, but I, also, I, I kind of like it. It's kind of like um, bittersweet because, I mean, Krista's ripping her skirt, but Reiner's kind of watching too, and it makes me kind of mad. What, is, what does Reiner say? Well, let me get to it. Um, she apologizes for the lack of proper treatment. She's so amazing. Reiner insists that it's fine, while in his mind thinking in very simple terms, gotta marry her. <laughs> Just short and sweet. This guy has not busted a nut in a long time. Whoa. Ymir tells Krista that her finger got hurt in the fight, and I really liked where this scene was going until Connie told her to spit on it. Yeah. I just wanted to see where it would go. I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I did too. And then, I don't know. Connie, I feel like Connie and Ymir should be shipped. But anyways. Really? You ship Connie I ship and Ymir? Him. I ship them. Connie's cool as fuck. Ymir's, you know, she's got that little that little sass to her. And she plays it off like she doesn't really care. But she probably does care for Connie, even though she is in love with Ymir. Or, sorry, she is in love with Krista. Yeah. But I feel like her and Connie would make great babies. Um, let's sidetrack. I like where you're going. Let's sidetrack for a second. I think there's nothing else the listeners want to hear more than um, perhaps a little Ronnie and Chad, 40-year-old guys, talking about who they ship in this show. Uh, ship them. Personally, I ship Mikasa and John. Yes. I, that was my first one I was going to say. God. Oh, I ship them so hard. Ship them. We just right. got to get her away from Aaron. Okay, how about nuts, this one? Let me, let me give you one. Let me give you one. Hanji. You shipping her with someone? A Levi. Really? Yes. I feel like that's the obvious one, okay? Alright. I don't have anything better right now, but stay tuned. I was about to say, I mean, who else are you going to ship her with besides me? Levi needs someone to loosen him up. Alright, that contains that very... Or that can, contains... That concludes... That's the word I'm looking yep. for. That very fun segment. Let us know what you thought about it at thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. Connie apologizes to Reiner for putting him in danger and points out that both he and Ani have had to save his life in the past, saying that he must repay him someday. And once again, this makes Reiner think back to the day his friend saved his life. Hey, um, does Connie not know about Annie yet? I don't think he does. I just wanted to bring up this point. When he says this, I'm pretty sure Connie does not know about Annie. Well, we talked about this at the beginning of season two, and we weren't because the, these people were put up. They were put aside during that whole mission, and yeah. they have not had any contacts with anybody that was there. So they don't know about it. That's why Connie says that and doesn't mention anything about Annie being the female Titan because he doesn't know. Okay. Well, okay. So maybe they don't know. But would you agree that the um, the squad leaders or commanding officers that they know? I, I would agree that they more than likely know, but probably they haven't mentioned a single thing about it. I think it was, they had a similar meeting 
about when Erwin told them all when they were going on the expedition that they knew like a titan was within there or at least like a traitor was in their ranks. I bet when they got back, Erwin told them, hey, she's definitely here. We're going to try and catch her. You guys got to go do this mission. Yep. Okay. And they were pretty much saying, don't say anything about this. Right. So that's a good, yeah, good point because that's definitely not on screen. But yeah, I would think Connie doesn't know about Ani yet. Um, so Reiner's thinking back to his friend saving his life, and he goes on to tell Connie that, you know, no sweat, saving lives, it's just the right thing to do. Connie turns to Bert, who, by the way, yes, is still here. <laughs> Might not know that because he's kind of standing in the corner. Uh, he asks if Reiner has always been so selfless, but Bert says that in the past, Reiner was more of a warrior. Hmm. To which Reiner basically says, hey, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's kind of just thrown out there. Like, what? <laughs> this guy doesn't even speak. He just said that? That's it's what like he so, decides to it's say. It's like so deep. Uh, Ymir looks outside and sees that scouts have killed many titans in the meantime, so we hop on over with them as Nanaba and Gelgar catch their breath on the tower as Gelgar stupidly says, wow, we might actually live. Stupid. Don't say that. <laughs> So you know they're going to live after that. The other two scouts head to the top of the tower to check on our recruits when suddenly uh, rocks just start raining from the sky. One of them hits the stables, killing the horses, and right after that, another one explodes at the top of the tower, killing Lynn and everyone's favorite <laughs> character, Other Guy. Yeah, that I'm, I was so sad about that guy. So, rip Other Guy. Everyone meets back up at the top of the tower when Connie realizes that the Beast Titan is responsible for the flying boulders of hell. He looks down from the tower and sees like 30 more Titans quickly approaching. There are so many Titans. Where did all these guys come from? This is where things get dicey. Nanaba observes that the attack seems much too strategic for a normal Titan assault and that someone has been toying with them from the start. Wonder who that could be. Definitely not the monkey on the wall. (laughs) Nothing weird going on over there. Just keep paying attention to these five-meter titans. And right on cue from atop of that very wall, the beast titan roars at Utgard Castle before descending down the other side of the wall, which, let's take this, I think... So this would be the outside heading back to Walmaria, right? Yep. Okay. So he's not going towards Walsino. No. So Nana, Banana, and Gelgar do their best to fight off the new horde of titans, but their gas and blades run out. Gelgar at some point must have hit his head because he's losing consciousness and falls into the titan pool. This came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, oh man, they're out of gas, they're out of blades, and then this guy's just like, uh, I just got shot. It was kind of depressing, dude. I was like, hey, you could tell, because he was kind of talking like you knew something was up, yeah. and then all of a sudden, he's you look, you, it pans over to the other side of his face, and it's just half gone. So, you know, Nanaba sees this, she freaks out, she jumps down, kills the titan that catches him, but her blade shatter on impact, and her gas runs empty. Gelgar Elvis falls into an opening into the tower wall while Nanaba is surrounded by approaching titans and they do the same exact scary shot as last episode where she's like kind of hanging on this wall and they're all super close and huge and 
like I said, scary. Let's just, this next scene is just, top, this is grade A Attack on Titan. It's, it has to, there's, this show, nothing good happens in this show, I swear. This is, I mean, then this is one of the more sadder series of events. Yeah. It's like a 25 second scene and so many things just pile on. Old Gelgar, I won't even call him Elvis here. This is, you know, his final swan song. Gelgar finds his alcohol bottle and opens it up for one last drink, but only a few drops come out and they hit his chin. He doesn't even get the last drops. And in Chad's favorite part of the episode, he yells, How cruel. Oh my, dude, I was just about to say, this is my, I was about to bring back Chad's quote of the week. Oh yeah? How cruel, how beautiful is that saying right there? Great. Really, really has a way with God, words. I got a hard on when that happened. Keep going. He says, how cruel while the Titan grabs hold of him. He demands to know who drank the entire bottle as he's heading to his death. But he Reiner's will... arm drank it. <laughs> but he will never know as his head smacks against the wall. God, that is just so... This is Attack on Titan right here. This scene is Attack on Titan. Nothing good ever happens in this show. Every time you think something's good going to happen, something like this happens, and you just get shat on, okay? The gang watches helplessly from atop the castle as their commanding officers are killed. Krista throws some pebbles, which I thought was very sweet. Gotta marry her. And in the long run, I think Gelgar got the better side of things because he is out as he is eaten by a titan. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. a good way to do it, really. When, on the other hand, Nanaba has already lost one leg, is in the process of having another arm and leg stretched apart as she is shouting, Father. Uh, Rough. Yeah, she must have had a bad past for what she was shouting. Connie begins to admit defeat for some reason, which I don't know why. I mean, hasn't he ever heard it's not over till it's over? They can get out of this. Yeah, you've got ODM gear. Just fly off. Oh, wait. (laughs) And that's exactly what Krista thinks because she expresses her desire to fight to the death. Gotta marry her. Mm Mm-hmm. Ymir calls out Krista for looking for any excuse to die a hero. This is what, I mean, she was doing this last episode, too. She's not afraid to die. Ymir says that she doesn't even want to live. Whoa. You know, Ymir's in a fury. She approaches Connie, asking for his butter knife. She's got some toast she wants to... Uh, put some butter on. And she tells him that she wants to fight with it, which elicits some concerning looks from the group, especially from Bert. Bert, <laughs> Bert's like, you're going to use that knife. I'm not going to say anything. I'm pretty scared, but don't use that knife. Ymir returns to Krista, asking her to remember the promise they made to each other during their training days years ago atop the snowy mountain. What's all that about? I know. She goes on to say that she has no right to tell Krista how to live. She wants for her to live her life with pride. She backs away and gets a running start with Connie's knife in hand. She runs past Krista and leaps towards the Horde of Titans. And while falling, she takes the blade, cuts her hand, triggering her Titan form. Titan mode. That's the end of the episode. So we now know that... Whatever the language thing happened earlier on in this episode with Raina, she uh, it was because 
she's a titan, I guess. We don't really know. It was just that's why that mysterious scene happened. She yeah. ended up being a titan. So you just right away, you just know that, that was a Titan language. Is that what you're saying? Well, I don't know if it's a Titan language, but it's like, or it could be a Titan language, or it could be like just something that. I don't think it's Titan necessarily understands. a spoiler. I think that's definitely the conclusion yeah. I had come to after this episode. Um, well, I, was it? A, I guess it was a different written language, right? Well, yeah, it was, but that's the weird thing is Titans didn't speak until the Beast Titan. When the Beast Titan spoke, mm-hmm. he, you know, he spoke words that they speak so yeah the same it's not like language. he was talking a different mm. language so no really exciting episode and it just keeps getting more exciting as we go on uh you want to do our segment i think we'll we'll pass up on the segment this round wow yeah all right you guys heard it chaz is passing up on learn a little something about ronnie and chad if you've got a problem with that send the feedback to the <laughs> podcast chronicles at gmail.com well, I mean, they're learning a little too much about us. They have learned some pretty good stuff, and they I might mean, be relieved to hear that the uh, the the segment was put on a hold for this episode. But they might even send some lotion here soon. When I told them I had dry skin, we're um we're really holding their feet to the fire here. You know, if they want the segment, they got to email us. So yeah, I mean, that's right. We're not gonna. You know what? We will not continue this segment until we get. Some good-ass emails, okay? Wow. Tell us what you want to hear. Chaz is playing hardball. I'm much more of a nicer guy. We're just going to see when we do this segment. But still, please send emails, thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Give us that thumbs up and send us some damn emails. No one listens to this on YouTube except for Sean. Internet. Peace. Peace. Peace.